Welcome to the Unearthed Man podcast, the journey of becoming a conscious man. Hey all, Stephen here and welcome to episode 66 of the Unearthed Man podcast. This is going to be a completely different podcast format than what you are used to because we're going into a beautiful program. So this is recorded uh, effectively on the 18th of March. And so, you know, this will come out a bit later, but this is five guys hanging around the table and pretty much having a fireside chat. So if we think back, back in the traditional times and there was men's business, what men would actually do is actually go off and actually sit in circle and talk through any challenges or anything that was happening within the tribes or the mobs or the leadership or what needed to happen. This is exactly what we're doing as men tonight um, and getting ready to run into a program tomorrow, which is just awesome. So on that basis, um, I want to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the unceded lands on which we reside and also pay respects to elders past, present and future. So a bit of a quick rip around the table. So I've got Damo, got Wa, got Nath. Mark has frame fade and Vince. And so that's sitting around. So we're just going to have a chat. And the one thing we're going to chat about today is plain and simple. Why is it important to actually do men's work? And what is the importance of men's work? So I'm going to open up, open mic. Which one of the guys wants to jump in, introduce yourself, and uh, let's get on with it. Thanks, mate. Um, look, Damo, you obviously uh, you went around the table and mentioned who was here. And I love how you spoke into, you know, back in the day, the, you know, the round table of men talking or boys talking. And I think it's interesting to acknowledge that because that's something that as time has evolved, particularly with men we've lost. Um, as women, there's a, there's a moment in time when you, you realize when you've stepped from being a girl to, a, to being a woman and usually or it, it is when your period cycle starts. But as a man, we don't have that defining moment of when we're going to become a man. And centuries ago, generations ago, we would have typical ceremonies where in culturals and you know typically the aboriginal will use that for an example they'd have fire ceremonies where you would be recognized and you'd know you're stepping from man or from a boy to a man we don't have that in our day and age so we're we're sailing through our teenage years into our you know early 20s and later not knowing where we who we are so that's a, I think, a very big pillar to you know, the work that you know we're all here for, and what we love is really going back and just unearthing a lot of that childhood trauma, I guess, and um, those those wounds and those experiences that we just went through, not knowing we we're just doing what we we could do best. So, yeah, I'd love to have you open up about that round table because that's what we're doing, and. Um, yeah, you're looking at you know four or five guys here that are very passionate and um, committed to to that to that work. Yeah, thanks, Damo. I couldn't agree any more on that one. 
Um, and, and I think what you've touched on there is a bit about, you know, what we see in society today is, is a lot of men just masquerading or boys masquerading as men. And we see it in the political scene, we see it in the corporate scene and everything else, a lot of materialistic activities taking place and, you know, even a lot of the patriarchy that's still taking place. When you break it down, it's just men who never went through a level of initiation to turn themselves into boy, you know, so they never came out of being boys and they're still playing out all those safety mechanisms and traumas that they had when they were children and they haven't been able to move forward. So um, happy to open that up as a conversation. Who wants to jump in and uh, away we go. Yeah, but when you say that uh, comment, you know, boys masquerading as men, that resonates with me and that's actually uh, pers- one personal reason as to why I choose to do men's work because you know, early on in my adult life I realized that I was still a boy. You know, in a man's body and what I mean by that is for a lot of the, my life I was showing up as a little boy still from uh, you know those wounds that were projected onto me from you know my parents and my environment that I grew up in so that's a big reason why I, I choose to do this work um, and there's a few other reasons why I choose it as well and one now is that I've experienced the shadows and those wounds that I've spoken to and I'm now experiencing the light and the fucking beautifulness of life and I want to show or even just inspire as many men as possible uh, to believe that that can be true for them too. So, mm. Yeah, no, I definitely love that, Wara. And, and, you know, just on that point, I think what we find is as men in society today, there's a lot of that externalization, you know, sitting around this this fire circle, this group that we've got here tonight, there's a lot of men who are now actually coming from their own internal happiness and have been able to actually dig out and so their energy is an internal energy. So everything that we've been sharing over the last few days is actually there's not a lot of having to need to pull energy from other people. We're actually all just bringing our normal natural energy to the table because it's just a, a power we've found because we're working through. And by no means of any of us, you know, hit this magical we're outside the traumas or every now and then we're not acting out as boys or, you know, some of those little wounds aren't coming up. But I think the key for us is that we're now on a journey and we continue to do that journey and as we move forward. So, um, mate. Mate, I, I personally think too, it's society these days is looking into it and it's only feeding in that narrative where it's pushing down that, you know, be something you're not for people. People are always, you know, putting out there, oh, I'm this or I'm that. The underlying current is they're none of those things. Sometimes it's a very, very, very scared and vulnerable person and a lot of people don't want to come to the forefront and actually look at that on the surface for what it is and actually address it because that's the real, that's the real work. That's where it really comes down to the nuts and bolts of it where you've actually got to step forward and go, hey, listen, I'm not all right um, and I'm going to stand here in my truth and say, yes, I need to do the work or whatever that work looks like for you personally. Um, I just think you know, that, that's so needed across so many different platforms so many men of different ages, and I mean, as we sit around this table right now, we've got men of different ages, different ethnicities, um, and that's the most beautiful thing in the world, having these conversations and supporting other men and then going forward, how that looks for each individual, but as a collective, as a group, where men can support men and go forward from there. I think it's you know, very fitting what you just spoke into, Nate, is we, we, we can sail through whether it be as boys or as men, sail through life doing what we know, doing what we've been taught, doing what we've been shown. And 
having the confidence or the courage to really follow whether it be the purpose or the passion or what you internally feel right, you can start to play that internal battle of what you think or is or should be right to what you internally embody being right. And as men, we we we, we struggle to, you know, in this pendulum of the two biggest thing I, I believe that we are constantly on a daily basis fighting against. It's that man inside and then that man next to us. Yeah, I love that. Um, it was interesting. I had a conversation with a, a guy earlier today and I talked about being aligned to your true authentic self and he said, I don't know what that means. It's a language I don't understand. And so had to sit down and go, okay, well, let's break this through and worked all the way back to about you know, how he – his belief systems and how he operates and some of his anxieties and depressions are as a result of how he was brought up or what took place in his household or how he, he was allowed to act or behave as a child and 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 where he'd like to be where he would like to be now is is there's that I suppose um, cognitive dissonance between here's who I truly know that I'm meant to be versus the role I'm playing and when I said to him. Let me guess, you play a role at home with your wife and kids and you got a role at home with your parents and you got a role then with your workmates and then you got a role with your other mates you hang out, you know, the pub or whatever with. And he's like, yeah, i I got five different. I could probably rattle off a few extra ones. And I think that's the challenge that we all have is that we get – it's just exhausting as men – trying to say how many different hats and how many different styles of personality can I wear sometimes on any given day. And heaven forbid that your workmates and your friends get together on the same occasion because then you've got to work out how to get a blended personality happen to actually run a mix with those guys. And, you know, I, I for me, like Russell Brand said, it really, I, you know, depression is like deep rest. It's just your body telling you, I really need deep rest. And it's because I'm so exhausted from playing I'm acting all these roles every given day and I'm putting out all this energy to everyone else and I'm probably not filling my cup and I'm coming back in. So, again, love to actually hear the thoughts from others on that one. Yeah, I absolutely love that, Milvo. And um, exactly like for me, for instance, growing up, it was I had to please everyone else and I was always a different person. And then once I got to that depression state, well, what I thought was depression, everything kicked in because I realized if I look back, I never knew who I actually was. And right now, stepping into the work of myself, truly finding myself and still going along that journey, it's actually beautiful to see how many masks we actually covered and how many different versions of us that we actually had underlined that we didn't even know of. So now, stepping into the work for me, it's like I'm distancing myself from certain people or certain energies, but also finding myself along the way. So, yeah. I think the thing that comes with that is that there's a lot of fear, I think, in men in – I'm going to lose my friends. I'm going to lose, like, my identity is tied into my friends and my mateship and, and who I hang out with. And so, therefore, we maintain that. And, and I think it's a bit about saying those friends were journey friends. Those friends got you through a certain period in your life, but on the drugs, but on the grog, but whatever, the gambling friends, but they got you through a journey in life and they helped you get somewhere. It doesn't mean that you can't maintain a relationship with those people, but you might find that as you move into a, a different way of thinking and a different way of operating and a different energy set, 
other people will start to come into your life because you actually will start to call in and those people may naturally drop off. And the thing is, you can still be grateful for them to be in your life, but this other set of people come through. And I think it's a lot of people have that fear or may not have that courage to go, I can find new friends and I can find you know other relationships. I just look around this group here and as we've indicated, there is nowhere in the universe, if I sat down, I could try to say, how could I conjure up a way that I would have these five men, six of us sitting around this table night? It couldn't have happened. What has happened is that I changed my energy level and I changed how I operated as a person. And all of a sudden, people start to come into my life and go, hey, I don't know why I'm called into your life, but we happen to be here and we happen to start to align. And I think that's a really good place to, to operate from. I think it's quite cool because we're sitting around this table here and we've, you know, we've just heard from you know, three, four incredible, powerful men that at some point in their life have said to themselves, we've had enough, we need to do something about it, um, are currently in the work, actively trying to promote the work and change that narrative. But across the table, I've got my father and I think it's, it'd be beautiful just to, to listen as you know, he's been lightly introduced to the world of you know awareness and consciousness and things like that, but as we've probably all seen, as you you know you get older and you you, you just become so used and ingrained to those habits and patterns and behaviours, you just you just feel it's the way of life. And how many times I've heard it that you know. That's that's what life is, you know. That's how it is, you know. Just you know, f- fall in line, you know. This is what I've this is what I've created. This is what I've got to put up with. So I'm I'm intrigued to to hear my dad's views on just hearing the four or five conscious men talking about, hey, you can actually rewrite the script um, if you choose to um, to sort of how he now perceives, uh, I guess, what we've spoken into on the. Not knowing when you, you you go go from a boy to a man, you're not you know the inner child wounds and the all those things. Yeah, good call, Vince. Over to you. Over to over to me. Yes. Well, taking all that in, it's it's pretty pretty difficult to really just uh, put it in words what I'm hearing because I honestly think that um, okay, look, there are everyone's got problems in this world. And uh, you always try to find someone that you can probably maybe uh, lean, a shoulder lean on. To me, that shoulder for me is, uh, look, I always thought I'm a, I'm a good husband and a, and a good father. And I always hope my kids will probably look at it that way there. But you don't know what, what they say. And uh, you don't know what they think. And uh, we all try to do the best we all can. Uh, for me, um, look, I've had ups and downs in my lives also. And probably maybe as a adolescent growing up, responsibility came on my shoulders earlier than uh, probably others have. And uh, I, you're saying sometimes of the transition between, uh, let's say, um, Let's say a teenager or adolescence to a, to a man sometimes is indistinguishable. For me, I think uh, it was it was indistinguishable too. But I think I matured because I I had to mature because uh, things uh, fell in place at home with uh, my father being sick and my mother virtually 
not having a husband that can probably bring in the, let's say, the wage. So I was still at school and we had more responsibility on my shoulder with my younger brother. And uh, look, uh, and then I honestly thought that uh, I enjoyed I enjoyed that responsibility. I matured and I had good friends around me. I had great family. I loved my mum and dad. Uh, look, they were they were strict. They were strict, and uh, but uh, they had love for, for me. They didn't go out and say it. No, I don't think. I don't know. I don't. I never heard uh, anyone really say. Maybe I never probably even said it to my kids, and uh, that really that really hurts. And uh, but look, uh, I don't know what to think. For me, for me, I, I really like to think that. What's helped me along the way is my belief spiritually in my my religion, in God and Jesus. That's what really I really uh, called upon for giving me strength, and I'm finding that more so even now because uh, with friends of mine that have really introduced me to another also religious. Uh, it's still with my beliefs, and I'm starting to get questions. Uh, I mean, answers to to the Bible that I really didn't really know as much about. So that's really given me a lot of strength. Yeah, thanks for that, Vince. I really appreciate, first of all, you opening up and, and being willing to have a chat with us tonight about this. Um, it's not the end of the podcast. We're going to keep going. Um, but but um, there's a couple of things you've touched on in there, which is an interesting thing between like the religion and, and I think for, for me, what I've found in my journey is that I was brought up with religion. I moved away from it. But I'll probably come back, not to a specific religion, but certainly come back to an understanding of a greater being out there that I can have an alignment to, that actually that my energy is aligned to. And there's, you know, we're just going to look around again. None of us as humans could have orchestrated this group of people being at table having a chat with you, Vince, but there's someone out there that did help us come here to, to be together and be able to share these stories and be able to share some of the wisdom that we've actually taken place. So for me, whether it's Buddha, Allah, Krishna, and Jesus, you know, pick which one you want to go or, or neither, but for me, I absolutely have a big belief that there is there's something out there. Um, the other one you touched on, which is, you know, the – not growing up being told you're loved. And it's a really challenging thing because I think there's a generational piece that sort of came out of grandparents that were involved in wars that came out, you know, very hard. And then, you know, there's that group. And so now we've got this group of, I think, men that are coming along where um, it's hard at a certain age group to be able to say it's comfortable now to say you love people all the time, you know, and that's probably something I love around here is that there's an openness within the men that I'm with here now is that we can just tell each other we love each other. Mm. And it's away from that whole weird love thing. It's actually mm. just a genuine care and, and love for the people that are around. And, you know, I think that's, that's a hard thing to be able to break through and to be able to work through on that. So thanks for sharing. And we talk about religion and, you know, growing up um, under the guidance of, of, of my dad, I was, uh, I, I guess, in a way introduced and then uh, I really embodied that journey. But religion, like you said, religion is no different to the work that we preach, it, regardless of which it is. It, every or well, majority of the scriptures that you see under whatever God that you may believe in 
the core of the message is love yourself. And we can get so much wisdom and so much, uh, I guess, knowledge from those. Um, but the question I get, I've got, I've got for my dad is: you navigated and and you're doing. You've been a very passionate um, Catholic, and I think you may have mentioned that growing up, you really uh, saw um, safety in a way through 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 the church. Is it that you you, you felt that you had the guidance and the support? through that community where you didn't feel that you had that around you or that you, you, you essentially could have you know, given to yourself? I would, I would think that they were, in a way, uh, a backbone. For, it was, it's a backbone for me, something to give me strength and guidance and to really to become a better person. Because we can read it in the scriptures, we can read it in the in the gospels, we can read it from uh, the Old Testament and the New Testament. So we know that there is there's a there's a reason there's reason for for, for everything, and then and it's all the Bible is about love. It's a it's about a journey and it's about a a, a resurrection and a resurrection in the sense like for a lot of us here in the sense that we a, a new beginning. That's what it's it's all about. It is, isn't it? It's a new beginning. That's what God came into the world for. He died for for the sins, and He resurrected to give us all another chance. And that's what we're we're all striving for. And that's what it's all about. Yet for me, religion is important, um, and it's it's made me the person that I am. Uh, hopefully, it's made me a good person. And uh, and then uh, that's not a question for me to ask. I understand for it's it's. We've got to love ourselves, first of all, true. I understand that. For us to love others, as we've discussed tonight, you've got to love yourself. But sometimes for me it's very difficult because I always like to think about others first before myself. Now, I don't know if that's the wrong way to go about it, but I don't know. To me, that's that's the way I am. Um. Thanks for opening up on that one too. That that's really powerful. Um, it's a really great question, Vince, because there is that thing about um, we often talk about overflowing cups and how do we actually you know work with other people. And sometimes we get caught in a language as people are involved in the men's work and the coaching. Which, which um, talks to that. I think one of the best examples I saw was you know if you think of a cup. And it's already at the top, but what we're doing is, uh, and this lady did pretty much a, a bowl, and what actually happens is if you keep just dipping out of the cup, there's nothing left for you in the end. And so we can feel that we're a bit empty because we have given out to everyone else. But if you have a cup that's overflowing and you actually have a constant level of energy coming into the top of the cup and you can drill holes in the bottom of that cup, water's going to go out and there's some water for Wara and there's some water for Nate and there's some water for Mark, but th that the cup is always going to stay full because you've got a constant flow of that energy coming thing and i think it's a key about for me that's what i like about now where i'm when i'm involved in it and again coming from that ability to tap into an internal energy source and i think that's part of me learning is there is an infinite energy source that i contain within on the basis that i'm doing the things that are actually um lighting me up and making me feel passionate and it's bringing my energy and then from that once i've filled my cup once it starts overflowing, I can then lean out to do to different things. 
Um, the word selfish is an interesting word I, that I've seen around. For me, I selfish, I put a dash between self-ish because I like being self-ish because as soon as I become self-ish, I do some things for me first. And that could be getting up early and doing all the things I love and then I'm full. And then my cup's overflowing during the day and the rest of the day, I have enough to give out. And if then I need to be able to, if I start to be depleted at the end of the day, I become self-ish again and I do something else that's going to actually continue to fill my cup. And I think that's one of the key things for, for men that I find that they lose. They start to do everything. All their time gets taken up by family, by work, by bringing in the money, you know, all the house maintenance and everything else. And then they're going, but I used to play golf. I used to do all these sports. I used to go boxing. I used to do all these things that I loved and they start to disappear. So I think that's a key for me. Is that how do we actually get back into that space? Yeah, I love that, Melvin. That's beautiful. Exactly exactly like what we've done these last couple of days, to be honest, is we've all been flat out working, getting through the year, everything like that. And leading up to this workshop, we knew that that was a time for us to all connect and spend time together. And it's beautiful to be able to take that time off work, to put everything aside and just do what we've been doing. Like who gets to go go-karting on a Friday and then just go doing whatever you want to do, you know what I mean? Like, And that's all the choice that we get to make. But when you get so caught up in that rat race, um, it is hard to break away from that. But once you see the other side, it's actually beautiful to be able to choose you and do what you want to do. And I think going back to what Vince was saying, like the direct correlation to church, we all find our own church and how that looks for you. If this men's work is for you or it might be in another format or how it looks going forward for you, that you've got to do what needs to fill your cup. As you said, you want to be able to give from a full cup because if you give from a full cup, you're always going to be fulfilled. You need to find your church to move forward and fill your cup and then therefore you're going to be able to then fill the cups of the others around you. Yeah, I, I love that. Definitely love that, Nate. The, the one thing that Finch said that I just had a revelation of was when he talked about the resurrection, which was over three days, you know, Good Friday, you know, into the tomb and then resurrected on the Sunday, was my first breathwork, holotropic breathwork, I went through three phases. I actually literally wanted to die and I was telling my heart to shut off like I was over it. I was gone. And then I actually had uh, my grandfather and my uncle come and talk to me. So there's the greater spirit coming over the conversation to me. And then I actually had what I would call the um, the, the devil of anger physically leave my body and I've resurrected out just full of this hard open guy so that was like there's these three processes that we went through that's sort of somewhat being predicted back in the bible is about this this form of resurrection and i know many men in in breath work have had very similar experiences where and i think um wow probably at the the one that jackie went i think someone actually did pass away whilst doing breath work and everyone brought them back together but yeah there has been these experiences where we actually have what is like a I often look about as it's either the resurrection or it's the death of the child and the birth of the man or different things that actually start to take place. So I think it's a really interesting experience for us to look back and not condemn some of these things that we see. Again, I think that's the hardest thing is we, we pick a religion and we think the other ones are bad. But if we take the underlying theme, the underlying essence of what comes out of all these religions, ultimately there is many great messages that we can align to if we just took the judgment hat off and we start to move forward on that. And and no doubt, as many men that we're going to see tomorrow, many men that I'm sure tune into your podcast, there's all very similar underlying want 
and that's change, fresh start or a new start um, or in, in, in some cases they just want something new to be born but in order for something new to be born, something old has to die and often that's what we struggle to part ways with is those old and most of the times we're not even aware of them those old habits those old patterns um and they can be the you know the 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 ones that are, are usually that 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 brick wall if you like on allowing us to become that divine masculine that we you know we want to be and have that fresh start that new start or, or you know the ultimate be you know be reborn. Yeah, definitely, Damo. Um, so I'm going to run to a bit of a question, and I want to run around the table for all men's. Um, what's the power of attending a men's one-day workshop? I mean, we're about to head into this tomorrow, facilitate a support cruise. You know, what would be the message you would put out there to a guy who's going, no, nah, I'm not really sure it's for me, or I don't know much about it? Like, why would, why would a guy wanted to say, yep, I'm going to actually turn up and, and do this workshop tomorrow and, and why do we think it's important for men to go and do that? The first thing that comes to me when you, when I heard that question was you would soon realise quickly how you're not alone. You'll soon realise that there are actually other men in and around you in that room particularly but Walking around your workplace, your community, your gym that are feeling the exact same things that you're feeling, been feeling, or have gone through. So when you come to these workshops, you get a sense of safety is probably the word that strikes me of, I'm not the only bugger that's feeling these feels of a morning, of a day, of an evening. I'm not the only bloke that has snapped at my wife the way that I do. I'm not the only one that's got that poor relationship with money and my business. So it's an, it's a beautiful way to be the gateway to showing you that there's support, there's people and there's men around you that we can, you, you can embrace each other and we talk about community, we talk about that, that church that um, – can really be a beautiful new chapter to 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 the story that we write because we 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 tend to forget that the story that we're writing we're the ones holding the pen. Yeah, love that man, definitely. Well, uh, my answer to that bro is just really short and simple. So if you're sick of your own bullshit, <laughs> that's a really fucking good reason to be at the workshops. Not you know at our workshop, yes, or if we don't resonate, if you, we don't resonate with you, you know, just a workshop for you to potentially tap into and understand why the fuck you know the same things keep happening in your life and quite often those men are the, the same men that feel really sorry for themselves and the repeated sentences of you know why does this always happen to me you know if you're in a relationship and you, you the repeated patterns are showing up you know you change your relationship and you change your relationship the same uh, patterns showing up uh, you know, it's time to have a look underneath what's actually going on to get to the core of what needs to be addressed. Um, and a lot of, and not a lot of men have uh, the capacity or are open to taking ownership that maybe I'm the fucking obstacle or the problem. 
So yeah, if you're sick of your own bullshit, go and seek some help. <laughs> Love that. Nice and pretty simple in the way we go. Mate, for me, honestly, it's um, worthy. You know, I think we get caught up in so much of, am I actually worthy of being, like you said, that self-ish? Am I worthy to take that time away from my family, from the kids, the, the this, the that, whatever it may be, the work, the provider? I think that understanding that you are worthy of that, you are worthy of the time, you are worthy to be a little bit selfish in that, in that moment and want change. You know, and, and I think that's the biggest thing for a lot of men. They don't think that they're actually worthy of that change because you're the provider, you're the caregiver, you know, you're the masculine energy, whatever, however that looks. I think that a lot of men shy away from the, the opportunity because they don't think they're actually worthy of the opportunity in that sense. Yeah, awesome. Thanks, man. Yeah, so this one's actually got me good as well because it's made me reflect back to my first workshop and where I was at that point in time. And as the boys have already covered, you just got to be sick of your, that bullshit and just going to want to change and realize that you are repeating old habits and that every now and then that it isn't you to blame or that it is. And you've just got to look internally and go from there and see what you need to work on or where you need to focus. And actually, yeah, like Nate said, is choose you. And that was the biggest thing was putting myself first instead of going, oh, yeah, like we got this and this and this on today. It was like, no, wait, I am choosing me. And then you can see how much that can play out in your life and connect with so many other people going through similar stories that you think you are alone in. So, yeah, that's a, that's a big one for me. Yeah, thanks for that, mate. Uh, Vince, so you're rocking up to a workshop tomorrow. To a workshop tomorrow, also, yes. So, do you want to give us your views of actually any thoughts you've got going into this tomorrow or, or, or any other workshops you've done and your takeaway from them? Well, I've done another workshop, it would have been maybe a year or so ago, yeah. That was quite moving. And I, I took out of that maybe maybe preparing myself more so because I wasn't, didn't know that I was going tomorrow until this afternoon. And then that really rocked me a little bit and uh, didn't know, wow, okay. I have to had to prepare myself uh, mentally for it uh, because we had a session with Damien uh, during the, during the week and uh, with some uh, with my wife and some of her friends and uh, that was very moving for for them too with the breath work. Uh, to me, tomorrow in thinking about it, like as I said, as I experienced it beforehand, um, I know what to expect to a certain point, but what I can say is that. What I expect now is that going into it is that uh, I can see how how good it is for me to to go there and to listen and knowing that I'm not the only person that might have maybe something that needs to be said or, or I can have others feeling the same energy or needing also someone to tell their story and then they might feel that heck it's not only me it's it's not there's there's a whole group of us uh, we're all we're all one we're all being able to just uh, give each other strength to to potentially and no doubt move forward and and uh, get beyond we've all got issues and uh, and get over this hurdle in our lives that's what I'll be expecting tomorrow yeah thanks for that so I think for me the the one thing that I took away from the probably the workshop that opened everything up for me was just being in a space where no one was judged and just knowing that, you know, I, I had a lot of issues just trusting men. 
Now, whether that was whatever that was due to, but I just didn't trust men. So as a man, I had no trust in other men. And then after purely going through um, what was a two-day workshop, you come out the other side going, actually, I can actually trust men. And there are places where you can learn to rebuild that trust and you can find that safety and you can have that conversation and you can start to talk into that that one thing that is the deepest, darkest shame, guilt that you've been holding and express to it and talk to it and take the energy out of it by talking to it and just having men go, yeah, we hear you. And no judgment. No rumors, nothing running off. You go, oh, actually, that was pretty cool. And then you hear another man talk about their thing that may have happened or their shame that they're carrying. And, and, and you see and go, wow, yeah, thanks for sharing that because that obviously was sitting pretty deep with you. And I think that's, for me, a lot of the power in, in the workshops is just relearning how to trust, but trust men again because a lot of us – you know, we, we probably talk again in a language, but we talk about the father wounds and we talk about the fact that did we did we ever feel safe in our with the males around us in our life when we were growing up? And that can run pretty deep. And so the programs that we're gonna to do tomorrow for me is so powerful and, and, and it's still part of my journey. You know, so me going into the program tomorrow in a different role, which is a support crew, which I'm totally honored to be doing. Is like there's a whole lot of guys are turning up tomorrow, forty, fifty, who are now going to say it's up to me for them to rebuild trust back in men, and I get to play a role. So now going to learn to trust men, I get to play a role to say you can trust me as a man, and I can hold this space for you, and I can see you, and I can see your pain, and I'm going to tell you it's okay. I'm going to tell you thanks for the courage, and I'm going to tell you all the things that not not to allow you to remove the accountability or responsibility from it, you still have to own that, but at least they can feel safe in the ownership of whatever it was that took place that, that drew the, the shame and the guilt. Um, so we've been generous time. I know we've probably cracked on this one a little bit later, and I know we're going to very early start tomorrow. So I just want to do one more rip around, and we might go back in reverse order. Is just Is there just a really simplistic message, one message that we think we would put out to a man who could be listening to this and because I've got different you know as I said different ages and different voices you know my message may not resonate but Waz or Mark's or you know Nate's or Vince's your message might resonate so Vince if you there's a guy sitting in front of you right now and he's saying what's this men's stuff and why why would I lean into this and what would do what would be a simple way that you think you would uh, express that to them I would say to them that um, you you are probably going to be asking a lot of questions, not only of yourself and about of others. So we'll try to hopefully give you some guidance and uh, give you some strength and to maybe uh, make you take that next step forward and uh, and also not to be too hard on yourself and and uh, most of all. Uh, Really, uh, look, love yourself first of all. That's it. Thanks, man. Yeah, so that one, let's see that one to be honest, because it, um, it is a very touching one. So you could you could look at that both ways as well, but at the same time, someone's sitting in front of me right now and I was able to express to them what they were going through. It's like, well, what have you got to lose? All you can do is gain. If you're willing to allow and you're up for a change or if you want to try something new, like what have you got to lose? 
it's pretty simple. Yeah, very much like Mark, he said, but um, personally, it would be more of the sense that allow yourself to be seen, allow yourself to be loved, and allow yourself to be held. Because a lot for a lot of men, we haven't had that in a very long time, if ever. And this is what this can create. This is what like-minded people can do. And as Marky said, what have you got to lose? Yeah, I definitely love that. Yeah, I've got, I got two quick messages, bro. My first one is not only for men, it's for us as humans. Is I think it's something that we're already doing really good, and that's, that's listening. You know, most people that are going through struggles or issues or problems in their life, they simply need someone to sit there and listen to them. Not to fix, not to give them the answers, not even sometimes to understand, just to listen. It's like, thank you for allowing me to just get out of me what's in me. And the second thing, uh, and I'll speak specifically to the men, and yes, women too, but specifically to the men, we're all creating life right now in this present moment. So it's like, are you creating from your past and therefore repeating cycles? Or are you creating who you want to be and what you want to call into your life and therefore creating new experiences? Because if we're living and repeating the same experiences, we're going to continue to have the same life. When we start to create new experiences, oh, hello, I'm creating a new life for myself. And I think that when we truly understand that concept, life changes. Hmm. I'm going to come at the angle as a father and everyone around this table, we're all fathers. And for me, what I realized was what I teach my son, I'm not only teaching my son, but I'm also teaching his son and his or her son. But something that I, I'd love, you know, those listening, any men listening, you know, and this is again coming from a father, is just close your eyes. And if you have a daughter, imagine she's dating a man like you. And if you haven't had a smile light up your face, then there's parts of you that you want to or need to change. Yeah, thanks, mate. That's uh, they're all really, really powerful messages. Um, for me, and it's it's just been recently is, you know, we might have infinite energy and be able to tap in an infinite energy source, but we're finite beings. And so the question is, what are you waiting for? Like, what what are you waiting for? What part of your life are you waiting for to take control and ownership and actually change the thing that you want to really do in life? You know, the whole, I can't do this because of that. You know, I can't do this because I haven't got the money. I can't do this because of whatever else. These are stories. These are excuses that you want to tell yourself. And and so I'll just say the men, like, have courage. You know, as men, that's that's be warriors. So, so we've got to more step into the warrior mode and just be the warrior and have the courage to step up and go, I, I'm, the, I'm the change, but I'm the change for me and I'm the catalyst for change because no one's coming. There's no one coming to rescue you. You never have all the conversations, but you're the one that's going to own that and that's what you need to move forward. So I think that'd be my message. Have the courage, live life today and actually step into it and start making the big difference. Um, Sounds like we've got the helicopters turning up, so they must tell you there's a bit of a ruckus party going on around here. 
not, not sure what neighbourhood Damo actually lives in here, so I'm a bit worried. Anyway, so um, for me, like, I think that's a bit of a wrap. I think we've got some really great messages. Um, this is a complete different podcast that I've ever done before, and I've loved it. It's just been hard to sit around just have a, a fireside chat with um, five beautiful humans, um, two of which have welcomed us into the house for tonight. Others that I've had, had probably haven't caught up for a couple of years, so it's just been like, you know, like anything, it's just brothers catching up again and just, you know, good old times moving forward. So thank you, Vince. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, Nate. Thanks, Wire. Thanks, Damo. Um, and the good thing about this, this is the Unearth Man Meets the Amend podcast. So we've actually got emerging, and it's just beautiful to see, you know, we're all just doing the same work. It doesn't matter what banner you come under, we're doing the same work. And the work is we just want to help men become men help men live the purest lives that they can and the most authentic versions of themselves they can and, and that's what we're all about. So that's uh, for me, that's epo, episode 40, uh, 46, I can't get that now. We're up, up to episode 66. Um, we're going to wrap that up now. So you know where to find me if you listen to all the other podcasts and we're going to go through that. So closing out epo, episode 56, 66. <laughs> I think I'm going to go. I'm too tired. I had five minutes in the, uh, in the ice bath. I'm shot. All right. <laughs> Much love and peace, Stephen. Take care.